Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Sons, the award-winning brewery in Cork. If you're around there, be sure to call in for lovely beer. Now, I'm delighted to announce an old friend. Fans of the show would have come across Bailey when we did his Scapegoat TV. It was a kind of like a mini film, Bailey, wasn't it, on kind of suicide, wasn't it? Yeah, so like I do bits and bobs with like bands and filming bits and bobs and slowly but surely that'll correlated into a short film of its own. Yeah. And yeah, it's like that's how we initially started touching base where we did like a mental health podcast. Yes. Since then, we nearly crossed paths at Damnation. I saw you hurriedly past me. Yeah. I've literally reached out and you were gone, man. <laughs> that's so close. A few folks say that about Damnation, but like, <laughs> My feet barely touched the ground, man. And you're like one of about 100 people that I should have actually spent the time to try and track you down. Nah, no, nah, that's fine, man. I could see you were up the walls. And I'm welcoming yeah. Ali for the first time on the show. Ali, welcome. How are you, man? Hi, Richie. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And so Ali is an independent promoter with the Corgan Promotions. And is that based in Edinburgh, Ali? That's right. Yeah, I've just been doing, doing gigs here and there for, for a few years. Yeah, so... Okay, that's cool. So the reason why you're on the show is to promote Sonic Dissonance. This is the first festival you have put your experience and knowledge together, and hopefully it won't be the last one. So maybe you could kind of just give us the idea behind it first. You want to hear something? You should start. Right. So literally the background is I've done a lot of stuff with bands, as I was saying, with like filming, photography, all that sort of lot. So the little black book was growing and growing and growing. And there's a, a, a whole heap of local promoters, Ali being one of them, Duncan Mountain being another, like he does the Red Cross events and things like that. So I've helped out around the periphery with pretty much every job that you can conceivably think of in <laughs> events, apart from me wearing the captain's hat. Okay. I've done it at some point. Right. So it was, it was getting to that point where I was like, am I actually going to do one for myself? So wasn't it my birthday? think so yeah yeah there's a couple of us just sat down for my birthday and like beers and smoke i'm guessing yeah so that's pretty much it we're all sat there and it was like wait a minute if we actually put our black books together we could make something pretty sharpish and from there it just spiraled out of control really like (laughs) just being one thing to the next and oh we'll do one day wait a minute no we'll do a day and a half actually no we'll do multiple venues and then okay as i say 35 bands later we're where we are and it's scheduled for f- September the 15th, which is a Friday, and Saturday the 16th. Yeah. And the three bars that are involved, would you call them bars? Are they, is there some of them a nightclub or something? Maybe just give us an idea of, of, of so what's, what's involved. Bannerman's is more of a bar. Banshee okay. is more of like, an, uh, what would you say? No, like Bannerman's is a pub. Banshee is a bar, and then you'll have Legends, which will be a nightclub where you dance around your handbag. Oh, okay. Right. So that's the thing that, like, all of them do have venue capacities in there. Right. We're going to go for, like, a little, like, a miniature road burn, where they are all literally in spitting distance of each other. So you can walk a couple of hundred meters down the road to the bar. So they're all very, very close together, and it's just making this little unit, if you want to call it, for debauchery for that little weekend. Right, very good. I was going to say everybody, but a lot of listeners on the show would have heard Bannerman's come up on the podcast a fair bit with Dog Tired, Razor Sharp, um, said 10 Ton Slug played there as well. What's the capacity of Bannerman's, lads? Is it around 100, 150? It's around the 200 mark. Okay, so um, figure. Okay, okay. So Banshee is the smallest of the lot. That's around like 75 to 100, mm-hmm. but it's got the most amount of rooms. It's got like 13 individual rooms. It's just only gigs can happen in one of them. Okay. And then Legends plays the middle ground, which is about 150 to like 175-ish, if everyone breathes in, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the plan is to have about 300 punters, 100 band members, but they're all split over all three venues, all going all at the same time sort of thing. And right. a conga line of people going between all three. Yes, yes, okay. So Ali, when you agreed to do this and you look at the scope, considering that there is three venues and it's over two days, there's a lot of equipment to be moved about. And as Bailey said, there's going to be a hundred odd 
members of bands. Have you taken on anything like this before in that scale? No, to be honest, I've, I've always kind of wanted to do it as far as doing an event where it's sort of split over the venues, like being a real okay. underground event. Like um, years ago, people used to do kind of all dares and they would get bands across Scotland and it'd just be like a real DIY thing. So mm. that kind of spirit to do it like that. Um, and, you know, just as you said, it kind of grew arms and legs, but especially the kind of timing where, um, you know, there's a lot of festivals I, I personally have to miss. So it's like, let's keep it DIY, let's keep it underground, let's keep it, you know, affordable for people and just right. to be very much about the community and the scene. So nothing on the scale, but always kind of wanted to do it, see if we could pull something off a mini festival. So, yeah. I think the advantage of that as well is that it's indoors. So therefore, you don't have to worry about other shit that's going on in the background in relation to toilets, you know, obviously there's going to be parking issues, I would say, but like the fact that punters can get served inside these bars and I presume as well, there'll be security involved with the bars. Well, this is it. Like both of us, are, well, you've worked in Bannermans. I've worked in Banshee in the past as well. So we trust the people that work there implicitly with their mm -hmm. job. They okay. run a tight ship and everything from the engineers to the bar staff, like they know their shit and they know how it works. So like, yeah. One of the key contributing factors, because we've now got a legitimate sponsor now with Jägermeister. That's and brilliant. Bannermans was one of the like major key components in helping us get that. So okay. again, it's, it's that sort of thing of the, it's really nice that they're trusting us to this degree, considering yeah. that, well, we're just active participants in our local community, but now we're going that extra step and we're getting championed. It's great. Yeah, definitely. And like, so it's only thirty pounds for the two days. Is it? Is that right, lads? So yeah. as of right now, yeah, this is like the early bird thing. Like, oh, if it gets bird. to the point where, like, we split the days, it might go up by a fiver, but that's about your lot, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and you can get food, drink, merch, everything in all those three places as well. Yeah. So the three of them is just drink, but then we've got a fourth location which is also within spitting distance of it which does food, which does place where you can sit down. And we've choreographed like a whole like overflow area that again, if you want to get off your feet or just take five, that's where you can go as well. Oh, nice. And so the lineup, there's a 35 bands roughly, is it? That, yeah. yeah, give or take. Well, we're trying to stop it at that, but it might grow, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, we've still got a few names to announce, but I think we've got about uh, 29 or 30 of the so far. We've still come, yeah. Okay. And some of those will be playing Scotland for the first time, I'd imagine, would it? Um, we were talking about this earlier, that every band that's on that bill are mates of ours. These are good crack. Like, these are people that we love with our whole heart. And, mm. like, whenever I've traveled to, say, Manchester or Leeds or whatever it is, these are the people that I hang around with there. So it's kind okay. of... Just bringing them back to kind of our shores and also going, hey, guys, you might not have heard this insane doom band or grindcore or whatever it is so mm. giving it a little chance as well i love the fact that jim and massey are in there as well big shout out to jim yes man they are, Absolute they are amazing gent. people i must yeah. admit like when you guys were talking about us when you were talking about the damnation thing to jim man got me right here man it was very <laughs> very nice of you so thanks very much about that yeah there's something else that band massey oh man what a performance they put on in Damnation. Oh man, it was that, Damnation is a great weekend, and don't get me wrong, I think that's why we're doing the Friday night and the all day Saturday to kind of mimic their format. Obviously, yeah. it's not an arena, but like, yeah, it's the same format, you know. Right, yeah, that seemed to work fine, man. Because you know, if you're the likes of me traveling up to see this, or people from London, it would just make sense for them to come up for the two nights. What's the point in coming up for one day and then heading back? Yeah. Exactly. And again, Even, a bit of respite on the Sunday before you go on home as well. La Belle Angel, is that is that another venue in Edinburgh? Yeah, it's actually quite close to the three that uh, we're throwing distance. Basically, we've got a whole bunch of venues in the same kind of space um, in, in the old town. So, yeah. Wow, Jesus, you're spoiled for choice then in relation to venues. It's something that we have a problem with over in Ireland, you know, but... Well, it's something that's like slowly but surely been changing because like, a couple of the cornerstone venues here in Edinburgh like either got knocked down, turned into flats, repurposed, whatever it is. 
okay. then a lot of them have kind of been all shuffled into one spot. So don't get me wrong, in Edinburgh, you can go and see some like trance music in one building, walk out of one door, go straight across the road, and then there's indie, and then there's metal, yeah. and there's jazz. Like, mm. so don't get me wrong, like, we are spoiled for choice for live music. It's just that metal only takes up a very small portion of what's actually out there. You know yes. what I mean? So, Danny, if you want to give a shout out to some of the bands that are playing, lads. Sure. Well, uh, I'm just going to mention some bands I'm looking forward to seeing. To okay, uh, fair enough. So I'm not seen yet. So, like, we've got, what we've done is we've, there's a lot of focus on a lot of extreme stuff. So we've got a lot of death metal bands, black metal bands, we've got sludge in there, grindcore bands. But uh, it's really been Bailey's suggestion to throw in some wild card stuff. So, um, you know, if you're getting a bit tired of blast beats, we've got a couple of bands, uh, Secret Myra, which she said are like, what are they like? They're like surf punk. Yeah, Venetian mask wearing turbo surf punk played <laughs> on like oil drum, like guitars and stuff. They go absolutely hardcore, yeah. but they play like surf rock at a million miles an hour. It's amazing. So, what are yeah. Secret admirers. Yeah. All right. Okay. They're going to be on quite early because again, they're not, they're not exactly the ilk. But don't get me wrong, their mentality is perfect mm. for a metal festival. You know what I mean? To get everyone hyped as fuck. Yeah. 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 So just, uh, I think that's it. Trying to break it up and be a bit, bit, bit diverse with it. But uh, yeah, look forward to seeing them. Um, and uh, I mean, we've got so many bands to mention, like uh, Penny Coffin. Oh, uh, yeah, man. You've know, been doing amazing. There's all lots of amazing death metal going on in, in Glasgow at the moment. Well, across Scotland, but in Glasgow in particular, we've got a few right. of those guys coming over. Um, Brain Bath, and um, we've got a almost debut from what um, Suffering Rights we've got, which like I think it's sort of bolt throwy type stuff. Not seen oh, any wow. live, so some new bands. Cool. As you said, we've got Mastiff, we've got Wallowing. Of course, our main headliner, Abyssal, like uh, the first time playing, but they've played Glasgow before. Um, yeah, that was the main one. No, I think it was uh, they played the uh, North of the Wall Festival. That was so, a, yeah, that was okay. Uh, and yeah, plenty. As as I say, thirty odd bands. But a bit black mail. We got um, Deus Fairman. Look forward to seeing them. Bernard, um, sweetheart. Yeah. He's in a million bands as well. <laughs> yeah, again, like yeah, just yeah. See, for me, like um, as I say, the there's so much variety there that if you're coming just to go, I'm only here to see Doom you're going to be really disappointed in yeah. the same way if you're only going there to see grindcore like there's variety for a reason yeah. Yeah. and you gotta give us a, like if you like this band and you like this taste you'll probably like the next few things so just give it a whirl that's mm -hmm. the kind of mentality that we're going for because yeah. like for me like we've got one of the days one of the stages actually scares me because of just like how frantic it's just gonna boil and boil and boil and boil and just get more and more and more and more frantic yeah. so You've got bands which do like medieval cock jousting with inflatable <laughs> like kind of weaponry. Then okay. there's going to be like probably the most aggressive band that follows that. Then like blast beats wise. And then you've got like the local guys like Gendo Akari after that. So it's like mm. it's going to be bludgeoning like yeah. after a while. That It's just it scares me to go, how the fuck did we put this together? It's going to be insane. <laughs> like. And like there's Wolves, Rot, there's Stairmaster, um, Exhort, Forever Machine, Secret Admirers, Unhallowed Void, Namoris, like Castrated. I love this name, Coffin Mulch. That's a great Coffin name. Mulch, yeah. Great band. Where are those lads from? Coffin Mulch, are they? They're one of the Glasgow guys. So that's okay. one of the, yeah, yeah, sort of like raw death metal old school stuff. So um, yeah, a little bit. You know, as you say, we've tried to really keep it diverse. And I mean, as much as I love extreme metal, sometimes you don't just want to have the same kind of thing over and over again. So we're trying to yeah. sort of break it up. And okay. yeah, what we're trying to do is avoid clashes as well. So, you know, oh, well, that's the norm with any festival. Yeah, there will yeah. be clashes. And so I'm going to play a track, first of all, of Dus Vermin, uh, just to give people a taste of what to expect of these lads.
Yeah, I really like that track, lads. It's grotty as all hell, isn't it? Yeah, and, and there's nice pace to it as well. It's not full on blast. There's 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 breathing room there. So well, there is that's the other thing, is like we're we're trying, as I say, with the whole quote unquote lore of the festival, we're trying to get a bit more of an atmosphere going. Mm-hmm. So again, that like the characters being video game characters and they're like personified as the venues and not like all that sort of lot. It's like Oh yeah, you sent me you sent me some of those things, Bailey. They looked amazing. Develop that a bit more in relation to each venue has a character. Well, yeah, like so all the venues are quite handily called something that you can easily turn into a character. Right. The Bannerman, the Banshee Labyrinth, or like the Legend. They're right. already match fit video game character names straight out the gate. <laughs> yes. So um pretty much like I've been well. You know about it, uh, some of your viewers might, but like my health has been shite. So mm. my eyesight has been going. So instead of me doing f- pixel perfect photography, I've simplified it right down to doing pixel art like the 1980s, early 1990s, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's what all my posters are like. And as I say, that's what keeps me active and creative still on that mm. front, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just made little characters for the Banshee and the Bannerman and the Legend. And then from there, obviously, they, they're a venue. So I did the map and obviously did the floor plan. And as yeah. I say, now it's getting to the point of I'm making like a gamer HUD. So if you think about Zelda, you get the love hearts out the yes. front and that shows you your life. I'm making that for the stage. Uh-huh. So it's like while the bands are playing, you see the life draining out of the <laughs> life bar. Uh, I'm also going to get like a, a map. So if you're standing in Bannermans, there's going to be the map location like you're in Skyrim, like oh. that sort of thing. You're so serious? you're looking at it like you're playing a video game, but they're playing on the stage. Jesus, that's amazing. So and we've done... Sorry. No, the, the skull behind Ali there, is that your creation as well? Yeah, man. We're making 50 of them. And so the first 50 people that come through the door, they get one if they want one, and then they become the enemies in the video game. Wow, Jesus, lads. The thought that's and gone into this is fairly so incredible. If we might turn the camera around, but like I've got about 10 to a dozen other skulls, which are literally just behind the camera at the other side of my studio, <laughs> okay. which I've just been tinkering on. So yeah. like, don't get me wrong, but every city, every country has got their like bias battlegrounds, battle lines, which are drawn between pubs and bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And since this little community that we've got, we josh about it all the time. But I was like, yeah. fuck it. Let's actually personify it. Here it yeah. is. Yeah, like make it more of a thing, and there's loyalists that'll be I'm a Bannerman's guy, or I'm a Banshee person. You know what I mean? It's stuff like that makes the festival different, you see. And you know, you're not conforming to the norm. So I think that's an amazing idea with with the whole video games and interactive rooms where you can actually see yourself. Well, that's it. Like, don't get me wrong. Did you do Damnation when it was back in uh, Leeds? Nope. So that had like a similar vibe to the Banshee, but way, way bigger. It's just mm-hmm. this big chambers, loads of rooms and all that sort of lot. But right. it, honestly, at a moment in that day, it was pick your character. Where the fuck are you going to go? There's only a amount of moments in a day. So it was like a video game. It's like, yeah, what are you doing now? So the yeah. parallels are so, so similar. It's ridiculous. But I'm yes. quite surprised it's not been done more often. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? People, people enjoy stuff like that. And you're guaranteed you'll have the crack. With even like all those distractions and those skulls moving around the place and your health. Brilliant. I'm going to play another track of one of the bands that are playing. And this is Endless Swarm Precognition. This will be short. Just, I'm on and on, shots of the gas, 
<laughs> Brilliant. Where are those lads from? They're local to Edinburgh. Are they really? Wow. Yeah, man. They're they're fucking good, good friends. Like I've worked a lot with them for for ages, man. And yeah, like they are ferocity incarnate as a live show. You might get fifteen minutes, but it'll feel like a fucking battering ram to the face, man. Of that fifteen minutes that you get, Jesus fuck. And what's the <laughs> what's the rundown of the band? What who plays what or how many is that? Uh, so, uh, Graham, he's the front man. Sharpo, he's the the bass player. Drummer is a guy called Dave. And then they've got uh, Neil, which did do the recording, but now they've got a, a new guitarist called Matty. He's okay. now replaced them. And woo, some of the like, I was just saying, Ali there, they played at Wormrot. And uh, Graham's one of them guys that he's not happy unless there's like movement in, in the crowd. And he okay. did like a WWE running like oh. leap of death. Oh, fucking hell. Like into the crowd, like oh, it was just heart racing. It was insane just to watch them play live. They're just, as I say, insanity incarnate. They're brilliant. And where are those lads playing? What venue? Uh, they'll probably be the Banshee stage a little bit later on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got, as I say, a bit of like the, um, as I say, once the main kind of bands have started to roll through, they're a bit more palatable. But the later on in the evening, when the rooms get sweatier and smaller. Yeah. That's when the real, real insanity is starting to kind of kick out. Yeah, I know. I can imagine. Let's talk about festivals in general. Like, I, I'm wearing the Siege. Big shout out to John and the team there in Limerick. Dolan's is incredible for a venue. There's three stages in there and like they can have it as a free gig, you know. Something like that is on twice a year. Now, whether it remains to be free is another thing but this um april it certainly was and there was some fantastic acts and stuff so there was a few irish bands then that played uh the siege over the few years and i mean there's like 10 ton slug the crawling you know all them anyway lads but they were um supposed to be playing a manor fest yeah in may and of course that went belly up along with another festival uh called dominion which yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, these festivals, like the, like they'd blind guardian, Sodom, orange goblin, green lung, that was dominion. And the, the lineup like for manor fest, like overkill exhort or my dying bride actually dog tired were on that bill as well, as far yeah, as I yeah. know. So like when you're looking at these festivals in the UK, do you feel sometimes that they just bite off more than, than they can chew insofar as three days and it's outdoors maybe just talk about that in general yeah i mean i suppose the thing is you know this is our first festival it's obviously you know an underground thing with our friends like we've been pretty careful about who we've asked and what we've done because it's just you know we have we, we've made sure that we could pay for everything like we saw had a worst case kind of thing so it's like look we you know if we, if we didn't sell as many tickets as we might want to so uh i mean I can't personally I've not had any experience beyond underground shows. I mean, um I'm sure there's loads of factors. I mean, in some cases, I, I don't know, it seems like sometimes with these big events, maybe what they do is they kind of book things in the hope that they can pay for certain things later. But I, I want I, I think that might just be a, a necessity in terms of the way it works. Um mm. but I mean it's it's a real shame. And I I mean certain events I know have kind of fallen apart um for reasons where maybe people aren't so experienced or the way it's been planned or whatever but yeah. uh yeah i mean it's i to honest, we don't want to comment too much because I, I don't really know why but um you know that that was a that's been our concern the whole way because we the last thing we would want is to you know have to cancel anything or refund anything or people don't get what, what they're expected to get so i mean you know if we didn't if we sold like five tickets we, we would still be able to make yeah. this happen. All intents and purposes, if me and Ali were the only two people in the crowd, this thing is still going on because it's all, it's our money going into it to make it happen. Mm -hmm. If other folk are there, fine. Yeah. But it's just more the fact of like, don't get me wrong, when you're talking about names like that, probably one of them bands or two of them bands is the entire budget of what we're putting on. You know yeah. what I mean? Of so course, yeah. The, the logistics that go into that, the bigger the amounts of money, I can only imagine. Like who, where, what, agents, management, turn, like labels, all that sort of lot. It starts to get into a 
quagmire of shit after a while. So yeah, don't get me wrong. It's um, after the pandemic, it's been quite a hard ask for any live event to really happen and have a, a good yield. Some of them have been great. Some of them have been crap. Yeah. And that's not thinking about a whole three day or that's just talking about three bands on a bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like true. Scotland is also in its own little eco climate of its own. So again, like I've dabbled in Leeds and Manchester and London, but I couldn't say anything about their scene with any severity to go, Oh, that's why it failed. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, yeah. But it, it like, is. Yeah. Go on at it. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say like, there's a, there's a bunch of festivals I would have loved to have gone to over the last few years. I just couldn't afford it. And yeah. uh, and you know, like I mean, years ago, I used to, I used to go to Woburn pretty regularly. I just couldn't do it. Uh, you know, there were some cool ones going on in London. So I think a lot of people are in the same boat. It's like you're still not, we're not out of that space. You're still kind of recovering from it. Which, as I say, apart from doing this, it's like looks thirty quid. It's, it's pretty affordable. You know, apart from obviously this travel and accommodation, but well, trying to keep it that way. But I think for these bigger things, that's a, a lot of people just aren't aren't out of that, aren't out of the woods yet. Well, so yeah. even the thought process of that as well to go, like even coming to this, oh, like if someone is from Ireland, England, somewhere even further away goes, oh, we're coming for it. That's then accommodation, travel, all that lot. If that's then the plug pull, then they've then still got that holiday that they have to account for. So a lot of folk have got stung and they're wanting to see if it's actually going to be a legitimate thing before they spend yeah. money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I so, think that's, that's a big thing, isn't it? That people aren't paying for the, the pre-sale of the tickets um because like that's definitely a hangover from covid uh, for before, sure before covid that, that was never the case and that's why these big festivals i think are are suffering um in insofar as that their their ticket sales were pretty low and you know contractors i'd imagine would have to be paid up front anyway before you even before you even start anything in in a field <laughs> You know? Well, that's it. And like anywhere from where somebody pees or poos or wants a drink or whatever it is, there needs to be a line running for that and all yeah. that sort of lot. So prices go exponentially up the more things that you do outside instead of doing it indoors, as we were talking about beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just worrying as an active festival goer myself to see these big bands uh, being announced on these new festivals and then for the whole thing to fall inwards without even establishing ticket sales of over like 20 percent even you know that just people st still have this mistrust or something i don't know it's, it's strange well uh, i would also say as well with every every festival that falls there's a new one that pops up we've got one in glasgow that's just come out of nowhere called core festival and okay. that's happening in august and things like that so with every one that dips, another one turns up and blah. Again, like there's been a few places here, as I say, like venues that have fallen down or like got changed into flats or whatever it is. And everyone goes, oh, that venue's gone. But I'm like, give it two weeks. There's another venue because folk are still here to see live music. Yeah. So I don't think the metal community has just disappeared. I think they're just being a little bit more apprehensive. And don't get me wrong, but like there might be a little column A, a little column B of like the finances, the worry, the burden, the, like the people invested. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything, you know. Mm, okay, right. I'm gonna play another band on the bill. So this is—is is it Iniquitous Savagery? Iniquitous Savagery. We'll give them a spin. <laughs>
Oh, that's pure filth. <laughs> We're happy to see it on the belt. One of my favorites too. So uh, yeah, backgrounds to those lads. Where are they from? And they're from Glasgow, and they have been going for oh man, they've been going for like, over ten years. They've been wow. a long time, like uh, incredible, like real death metal, super tight. So just, they got the bass yeah. player from Party Cannon, the singer. What was Hamish in beforehand? So I don't know if he's still doing it, but Hamish is in Laceration. Laceration. Yeah. Okay. Was he in Three Before for a bit as well? Was there someone else? Anyway, but yeah, he's one of the most brutal singers in that genre. Yeah, yeah. And so again, they've made like a little Scottish super group between them, if you get what I mean. I so, do, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. And in between all these bands, there's a, a guy called Oliver Ward. Yes. No, tell me about him. <laughs> he's he's a he's a lovely chap, an odd soul like uh, ourselves, but. He's another one of these weird musicians that never seems to get a break and he seems to always slip through the net. But right. he's a, a really musically talented guy. He does everything from like pop and lo-fi sort of beats and that. But also he makes some of the most intense mathcore, angular, aggro shit you've ever fucking heard. Right. So again, okay. it was like, hey man, I'm making this bill. It's not exactly your cup of tea. But I think there's a crowd here that would eat you up if you played to it. Excellent. So that was the point. So get members to play with him. Yeah, yes. He, his backing band is called The Personnel. So it'll ah. be Oliver Wardell and The Personnel. Oh, that's so classic. I, so, yeah, like, uh, he'll probably just, like, curate a bunch of songs just for that. Because, again, normally it's very array, like varied array of stuff that he plays. But for a right. metal show, it'll just be nothing but his metal stuff. Yeah. So it should be pretty, pretty raucous. Yeah, class. The hardest part, probably, now I know you're excelling in, in it, Bailey, in in relation to creating these figures and doing all, we'll say, the, I suppose, building up the atmosphere through a multitude of creations that still haven't been seen yet. What about the social aspect of it, getting onto the likes of me, um, other interviews, you know, written interviews, audio interviews. Have you got a campaign planned for that? Yeah, well, uh, so I, I basically write the, the kind of copy, if you like. So, like, okay. what we're what we've been trying to do. One thing we want to do is, uh, we want to kind of make it very open and encourage people to come along who you don't necessarily have to be. A lot of times, these festivals can maybe feel a little bit like, you know, just one way. Just as we're saying, having people like Oliver Ward and stuff having having a bit of a mix to it. So we're yeah. trying to kind of you know, make it pretty broad. So um, we're going to have profiles of individual bands, keep sharing things. Um, and like, we're really trying to push the venues, push the bands, push the whole thing and just kind of open it up really. So it's not just, it's not just for death metal heads. It's not just for black metal folk. It's a little bit of everything. And um, and I think hopefully what we'll do is we'll just sort of cast that net and, you know, everybody's welcome. So yeah. Well, I think as well that like, we've been rather blessed with the fact that like this organic reach has gone, as I say, it's grown arms and legs. And this has just been us pottering away in the background. We've not been like smashing that hammer and tong every day. It's got to be hours in sort of thing. Yeah. So we got, uh, what was it mentioned in a timeout London review Yeah, because yeah, we curated we. a solid bill and like, don't get me wrong. Like that was just word of mouth and mm. like, don't get me wrong yourselves like talking about scapegoat from like with jim uh, mastiff and all that sort of lot. it's like it, it i've been we've been very very fortunate that if it's taken people's fancy they're they're so in yeah and that's amazing that word of mouth has started to spread and mm. as i say from the miniatures and the characters that i've made and the skulls and all that lot yeah. there's a lot of just intrigue so folk have been more chasing us than we've been chasing them so I hope that continues. Yes, is all I can say. But like, it's that sort of thing of like, we're we're just blessed that folk have been see seeking us out for mm -hmm. that. Are you going to go on a poster campaign as well? Have flyers around to do it all? Yeah. School. There's a tube right there. Well, posters right here. Yeah, need up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, and loads of, uh, as you're saying, like flyers and that, and we've got, um, as I say, the personified characterized uh the venue so i've even got a few folk which are going to like cosplay up and go dick around in the fringe <laughs> and like make a Excellent. nuisance of themselves you know what i mean like yeah, yeah harmless yeah. fun but just under like promotion of the festival and things like that 
like yeah. the more skulls that we make the more like additions we can add to it as we go and as i say the little elements um did you see the stuff that i did for the red cross festival yes i trailers. did so there'll be similar things for that so again like outlining some of the bands in a little short trailer like just in my little sprite art style and things like that so yeah that was actually great let's talk about red cross but i want to finish off by playing another band there this is um wallowing and flesh and steel Wow, that's one of my favorite tracks out of the four you gave me. Give us a bit of an insight into the, that band. So they like they're classed as wobble knots. Like <laughs> the guys in the band actually have names, but I don't want to let that slide because it's all a big gimmick. But they're known <laughs> as wobble knots, and they are from the planet Lost. They play in beekeeper outfits, and what? they play crushing, crushing death doom. It's uh their merch is the best merch I've ever seen a band ever do. They've got action figures of themselves. If you buy their tape, it comes in a 3D printed Doom key, so you can sit it on your shelf and it actually looks like a cool model instead of it just being a tape. Like They are probably, for me, one of the bands people should know in the UK death metal Doom scene Like right now. It's a wow. shame that they're not bigger than they are. Uh, like Way bigger than they are right now, you know what I mean? 
So anytime that I can help them out, I always try and uh, get them on a bill, give them some love. They're they're doing God's work. They really yeah. are. Yeah, that's great to hear, man. Now, Red Cross Festival, uh, Bailey, you're, you were involved with that. You, maybe you still are. I'm not sure. You're a busy man yeah. this year anyway. Let's talk about that and maybe draw a few comparisons between your event and Red Cross in relation maybe yeah, yeah. is it to the type of bands that would be playing both or it's it's a different kettle of fish so like okay. I've known Duncan Mountain which is the like the brain trust of Red Cross okay. and uh, I've known him since he started booking gigs and I even helped him start to like meet people that he might not have met before and things like that and then slowly but surely it was can you help me here with that can you help me with this can you be there take the tickets blah 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 and from there, it just blossomed. So slowly but surely, I became his number two right-hand man, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, And then, yeah, like Red Crust started off as a single-day affair, and then it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the last one was in the LaBelle in jail that you were just talking about, which has got about a 650-capacity-ish sort right. of room. Wow. Uh, Raging Speedhorn, Conan, Church of the Cosmic Skull, bands like that were headlining. So... Again, heavy underground bands, but in a slightly different ilk to what we're doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Okay. We've worked together quite a lot over the period of time. And again, that like, well, class Ali in the same boat that like, if you promote in any way, shape or form, I just like love the music scene. So mm. I just want to help them all equally. A yeah. higher tide raises all ships. Yes, and Duncan's indeed. one of them guys that could see that and was just like, yeah, can you help? And that's. What's just happened, mm. you know? And Red Cross, you said, was that originally just a one-day event and now it's probably two or three days, is it? Now it is. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's again, it's grown from small, humble beginnings, where it's just one venue, I think it was seven or eight bands, if my memory serves me correct, for mm. the first one that they ever did. Okay. And then, yeah, like, that then turned into the same venue, two days, like, 14 bands. And then, as I say, the last Red Cross we did was 44 bands, three venues, like uh four no it would have been more than that it would have been 47 bands four days three venues wow jesus that's uh that's a nice bit of growth over the years isn't it well that's it and don't get me wrong that like me and duncan and ali and uh, like the community of people that we've got here is just do it mm. the more that you do the more that you keep flexing that muscle the better you'll get at doing it and just build yeah. build 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 oh you've got that guy's email address here you go you got that guy's number. Yeah, there you go. Like yeah. Momentum. Yeah. So and getting to know the people, Ali, that, that are going to Red Cross, would a lot of them travel from outside of Edinburgh and Glasgow to get there? I think, I mean, uh, you know, I was at Red Cross and uh, like, I think Duncan really did something as far as I know for the first time in terms of bringing all those venues together. But he did have people traveling, you know, it was in terms of for like an underground or pretty much DIY or like event from that sort of music, heavy music, uh, certainly not been done in Edinburgh before as far as I know at that sort of scale. So it was really cool. He really brought in a lot of people from from all over. Yeah, mm, that's the key, really. Well, that's it. It's like, well, I think we're just starting small with the community. And as I say that, like, I'm genuinely seeing this as like a buddy fest. These are all good people that also work in venues and like some have their own labels and all this sort of lot. So it's this big nebulous structure. If you're in a band, you kind of already know this already. It's not just the four or five people on the stage. There's the lighting guy and the engineer and the agent mm. and all this sort of lot. Yeah. But that's what this event is personified. Like yeah. it's just everyone that I've kind of met in the best part of a decade of scapegoat, which are my mates that are all coming down. But they are all class musicians that are like melt your face off. Yeah. What about the times? Is Saturday an all day? Okay. Yeah. So what time does that start? At? The reason I'm asking is that can younger people head in there and watch a few bands? No, all of the venues that we've got are over 18 venues. Sorry to say. Okay. So uh, no, no uh, under 18. Sorry. But um, yeah, so. We've got, we've got a skeletal running order at the moment, but it should be about, what was it? Six o'clock start on a Friday. And then it was a half past two, three o'clock start on the Saturday. Okay. So that's like rough. Yeah, but then yeah, again, yeah. the, the finishing time at the Banshee Labyrinth will be like 2 a.m. on the Friday. And then 
potentially a 3 a.m. finish on the Saturday night. So it goes all the way through. Right. Will there be a DJ there maybe to see the night through or, or what? Is it just going to be a band finish up or have you looked at that? Bands, I mean, we're, we're, we've got a few possible things. Like we don't want to announce anything we haven't sort of nailed down, but we're hoping to have some extras, like, you know, some festival things as part of, you know, experience. You know, yeah, who knows, like maybe try and get some like additional like stalls or something like that, some other things. But um, we've got that many bands. It may very well be bands straight all the way to three, but yeah, it could be could uh, possibly, yeah. DJ sets as well. So some extras, a few surprises as well. So, yeah. so you know, oh, yeah. like Bannerman, since it has pub closing hours, it shuts at one. But right. Legends and Banshee go all the way through until three in the morning. Okay. Legends will probably have a DJ in it. And then, as I say, Banshee will probably have bands in it. Yes, so if okay. you want to dance around a handbag, you can. Yeah. If you want to go pit and drink until crazy hours, you can still do that too. So we're giving you options at least. Yes, and of course, no festival is complete without the merch side of things. And can you give us any idea of what to expect? Well, yeah. Um, well, we're going to have... Uh, well, first of all, we really want to make sure the bands have spaces and we want to really make sure everyone supports the band. So all the bands are going to have dedicated spaces for their merch. And Excellent. That's, that's priority number one. And yeah. then... Uh, Bailey's got his amazing miniatures he's putting together and uh, we're going to have some festival shirts and hopefully some extras too. Like, uh, as I say, we're, we're looking at some possibilities about maybe getting a, a dedicated space for something like that. But mm. uh, certainly at the very least, we'll be encouraging everyone to support the band. So. Yeah, like uh, we've got a T-shirt. Like, so the, the avatars that I made then got 3D modeled. Then 3D modeled images have now been printed out. I've uh, got a couple there so I can actually show the camera the now if you want. But they're yeah. actually like physical printed out Warhammer models that you can go and paint yourself. Okay. And then from there, we then uh, commissioned Hester Asplin to then do artwork for T-shirts and things like that. So okay. the evolution of this avatar has now grown. And uh, Hester, she's done artwork for like Svalbard and Sayer and God knows how many other amazing bands but she's going to add her little sprinkle of flavor onto the lore that we've started to make already. So yeah. there'll be all the usual stuff like t-shirts and all that crap, maybe a lanyard that you can buy with the times on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a, okay. Uh, we're thinking about, well, you've seen the maps and all that sort of what mm. that I've said, yeah, but we're going to compile all of that into a zine and maybe do it for like 50 P or a quid. So then you can just have the zine. You've got a little bit about every band, the times, nice. the map all in nice. one place. So then you can just, you know what I mean? These are all the, the collectibles that fans love. Exactly. And don't get me wrong, most of the things that we're trying to do, again, are, as Ali was saying beforehand, it's got a decent price point that's not going to break the bank. But mm. if it is going to break the bank, we would rather it go to the bands. Like, yeah. if they've got the expensive hoodie, we don't want to compete with them. You know yes, what I mean? It's like, course. they're the ones which need to go and get a McDonald's in Leeds or whatever. It's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. so that's the thing. Yeah, and look, it's it's the spirit of the underground scene, isn't it? Yeah, you got to represent in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. Yeah, just that's I think absolutely right. I mean, uh, it's that DIY thing. It's it's going back to I mean that's why I grew up to go into kind of DIY underground gigs. You know, punk gigs, hardcore gigs, that kind of thing. Like, I, we're not really here trying to like we're not trying to push business or build a brand or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do. That's fine, but that's that's not what we're doing. This is very much for the scene, for the underground. And just, you know, I mean, what we're doing here is we're drawn on, we've been involved in stuff for a long time and friendships and connections and all this kind of stuff. So it's, I, I hope the whole the whole spirit is just one of community and supporting bands, supporting the scene and just, you know, you just need to get in and do it. There's a, there's, there's a job for everybody and everybody benefits sort of thing. Yeah. So. Well, this is the thing. I'm happy to even publicly say this because a lot of folk have been giving me like, oh, Bailey's doing great and all this sort of lot. It's guys like this guy. I'm standing on his shoulders at the end of the day. Like he's been in the game longer than I have. He's done way more things than I have in the longevity of his career. But that's the thing. It's like he paved the way for me to do something and hopefully I can pave the way for somebody else and so on and so on and so forth. Yes. Yes. So that's the thing that like that's why we work so well together, in my opinion, is that like mm. we we can see the holes in each other's games and we can actually fulfill them and together as I say, go through it at the same point, you know? So like, yeah. a higher tide raises all ships, man. That's yeah, it. it's, it's great, man. So why did you settle on the name Sonic Dissonance? Honestly, I, I said it as a joke because right. we, could, we couldn't think of a name and uh, we didn't want to call it something festival. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to think of cool names, and they were all taken. That was the only thing that we both agreed <laughs> on. It couldn't be something fest yeah. or whatever festival of whatever. It's like yeah. fuck that. Anything else but that. Yeah, and I, I basically went through like just loads of words that I thought would be cool, and then uh, I I said that name as a yeah, joke. like it was it was either that or Sonic Discordance, and you were like, and you turned around to me and said that sounds like beefy meat, and I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but, like, you know, I mean, it's uh, the, the fest, you know, whatever the name is, it's like the fest becomes the name. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, it, does, yeah. it doesn't matter. So. Yeah, it's a cool name. He is a fucking pretty good wordsmith when he puts his mind in, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else you want to add to it, lads, before we wind it up? Apart from um, obviously going to it and the yeah. tickets can be bought online, I presume. Yeah, we've got uh, Ticket Scotland links and all that sort of lot. They take okay. their pesky share, but we're more than happy with that sort of thing with Live Nation. But mm. as I say, it's to make it legit and all that sort of lot. So there's no hooky business, PayPal and all that lot. Just go through them. Uh, the venues themselves, if you're local here, they have stacks of tickets which don't have the booking fee. So if you don't want any okay. of that, whatnot, you can just go see them directly. But okay. yeah, like there's loads of shit in the fire with Scapegoat, like working with loads of bands. But as I say... This is pretty much the jewel in the crown of my year. This is going to be a lot of time and effort. And if this goes well, then Damnation might be my treat afterwards. Oh, very good. Very good. And is there a dedicated web page or Facebook page for Sonic Dissonance? Or do people just go through your own uh, Facebook? There's a a Sonic Dissonance event. So you can find us on Facebook. And uh, I'd encourage people just to follow it there. One thing I really want to do is... uh, you know, you might not know all the bands that might be named, just a name to you. So what I want to do is uh, get descriptions going, get links, people can listen, and then we'll have a guide. So, you know, sometimes for a fest, it's just good to have a sense of, you know, if you want to check it out or not. So you don't, you know, it's, if you don't know anything about the bands, you never heard them before, don't worry about it. We'll give you a bit of an idea and just yeah. come along. So that's the whole sense. I'm sure someone will put together a Spotify playlist. Yeah. What do you should say yeah. that? Someone already said to me they've made me one. And I oh, was well, like, there you go. The community's already swooped in to do that for so fucking great. So yeah, like it's that sort of thing as well to give a little sensation, a little flavor of what's coming. But as I say, that like I'm not gonna dispute it's a fucking bizarre bill. It's mm. it's not for everybody, but that's the thing. It's the tone, it's the vibe yeah. that we're kind of going for. That like if there's one band on this bill that you actually like, you'll probably like the rest of them, but they might not be the exact taste that you're going for. Yeah, cool. Okay, so we'll just go over the dates again. So it's the 15th of September to the 17th of September. It's on in three venues. It's on Bannerman's. It's in the Banshee Labyrinth and Legends, which is a dedicated rock nightclub. And both the Banshee and Legends will have the late gigs going on till, as you say, roughly three in the morning. That's it. You can get your tickets through the event page on Facebook. So there's nothing left for me to say only lads. Best of luck with it. And I'll help you as much as I can from my side of things. And hopefully we'll have an well, Irish legend. Irish contingent going over at the very least. Well, if you Actually, make it so. over, there's a crisp high five and a coffee with your name on it, my man. Yes, indeed. Cheers, Richie. Good to meet you. Appreciate it. Pleasure having you on, lads. And again, best of luck with Sonic Dissonance. Uh, you've heard it first here on... Metal Cell Podcast is the 15th of September to the 17th of September. Show the lads some love and there's a fantastic bill there and I played four songs already so be sure to check out the rest of the, the bill whenever you get time on that Spotify playlist. <laughs> we'll put a link up soon. Yeah. Cheers lads, take care. Cheers boss, have a good one.